What's up? Hello, greetings. Welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. How's it going? Um, all is well here. You know, fake it till you make it, so they say. I am um, glad. I had last week was kind of a traumatizing week for me. So I'm glad it's a new week. Um, you know, new day, new week. The past is behind us, right? But sometimes we still have to process it. Um, you might ask, why was your week so traumatizing, Amanda? My week was traumatizing because someone invited me to visit their Baptist church. So, trigger warning, for real. I never knew that the word obedience would be so traumatizing. It's like you must obey, you are obliged, you are obligated. It's like doing things out of obligation or obedience is very problematic in my eyes. I take a lot of issues with the New Testament. I actually take a lot of issues with anyone telling me how I should live my life. A dogmatic Christian might call me rebellious, so I take solace in letting go of other people's opinions. Because legit, I went to this Bible study last week just to see what's up, and somehow in this one session, my first time being back in a church in forever, and homosexuality got brought up which is another issue that I have with fundamentalism. Fundamentalism is obsessed with homosexuality. If you think about it, fundamentalism means foundation. The fundamentals are the base layer, the basic understanding. It's like the basic colors and shapes. But anyone who's made it past the seventh grade knows that the letter X represents a number and life is much more than a box of crayons and homosexual relations. In a way, religious institutions or fundamental dogmatism is problematic because it's like an elementary school that's run by a couple of middle schoolers. And now that doesn't mean that God isn't in the midst of some of these churches, but ultimately a lot of us graduated elementary school, but were never taught how to see the deeper mystical patterns that are available to us. They call it gnosis, because we already know within us. Telling others how to live or trying to save others is very problematic and condescending in my eyes. And often trying to save other people or tell them what to do is a sign of immaturity. And that's not really me judging, that's me just observing because when I was young and immature, 
I thought that I could save other people and thought that I could tell them what to do. But in reality, I caused more harm because I was taking away their right and their autonomy to make decisions and learn for themselves. And furthermore, it was problematic when I would try to save people or tell them what to do because I was playing the role of God. And in reality, every individual is responsible for his or her own happiness. And it's not my job to think or to say that I know more than someone. In fact, my best teachers are people who know less than me. So do I judge fundamentalism? No. I have discernment and recognize that fighting against something makes it all the more real. So I'm debating and contemplating how I can both serve the community and ensure my serenity and my sanity. I'm constantly reminding myself that I am obligated to no one but myself. And that if I'm around people with whom I have differences, I'm choosing to focus on our similarities rather than our differences. Focusing on similarities rather than differences can be difficult to do when the other person is so sure that they hold the entirety of truth and salvation. So I just try to look at these people of faith with whom I have differences and I look at them with eyes of compassion and I speak when and how the spirit compels me because again, trying to change something is problematic. And so even trying to convince someone that they don't hold the whole truth is going to create more tension. So what I do is I just pray and I ask my higher power to live, to speak through me. And then I check back in with myself and be like, do I continue to have serenity? And if not, then once again, I remind myself, I'm not obligated to believe anybody else and what they say. And I'm not obligated to please anybody else. Like just for today, I let go of other people's opinions because I have a real and personal relationship with my higher power and I pray and ask for help and guidance. And that's where my answers come from is they're guided from within rather than external obligation or obedience. I am obligated to no one but myself. I am safe and I am held in love. It's me first. My serenity, my joy. I am my top priority. And we remember that I have a Patreon, so if you continue to enjoy the work that I'm doing here at A Thousand Serious Moves and wish to continue to contribute to um, that and benefit for yourself as well with 
um, bonus episodes or, you know, check it out. I have three levels. Check it out, patreon.com slash ATSM, and I hope that you will consider and become a patron. Patron. Patreon. I hope you'll become a Patreon for my Patreon. And if you wish to live a pious and virtuous life, I mean, isn't that why we're all here, guys? Is we're all here to be as pious as possible. Not, I mean, only if you're called. Like, that's the thing is like, you're going to be called to like whatever path that you have. And so if you feel compelled and wish to live a pious and virtuous life, you're not obligated to do this, right? And so that's what's cool, is if you wish to choose this path, or if this is the path that is opening up to be beneficial to cause flourishing in your life. And if that's the case, that that's something that you actually desire to live piously and virtuously, then after your morning prayers, pray Psalm 129. That's right, at the end of your morning prayers, you got your intentions set, you ask God for help, or you um, did whatever it is that you do that you have as a morning prayer. Then after you're done with all of that, pray Psalm 129, and so shall you be a pious and virtuous person. Yes, and thank you. Here we go. Many a time they have afflicted me from my youth. Let Israel now say, Many a time they have afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed on my back, they made their furrows long. The Lord is righteous. He has cut in pieces the cords of the wicked. Let all those who hate Zion be put to shame and turned back. Let them be as the grass on the housetops, which withers before it grows up, with which the reaper does not fill his hand, nor he who binds sheaves his arms. Neither let those who pass by them say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord.